Hi everybody, this is Winfrey, this is the Fancy Wrestling Talk Podcast, it's the only podcast dedicated to a recipe. If you're a return listener, thank you for listening. If you're a first time listener, basically what I do in this podcast is I compare WWE Television, Raw Smackdown Preview, and I compare it to playing fantasy sports. I try to keep this podcast under 15 minutes because I know you guys are very busy and you guys have a lot of things to do. Um... I also like to tell you the three things you should have paid attention to during the week. I give you my top three fantasy studs of the week. I give you my top three fantasy duds of the week. I tell you how my predictions were for last week for starts and sits. I give you my predictions for this week's starts and sits. And I like to end it on the fantasy wrestling stat of the week. Usually the stat of the week has to pertain to somebody that wrestled during the week. But, you know, it's just some little tidbit I like to throw out there just to kind of liven up the podcast a little bit. Anyways, uh, let's go into the three things you should have paid attention to during the week for fantasy. Uh, fantasy perspective that happened during the week for uh, WWE. Uh, number three is somehow they leaked the uh, image of Omos is going to fight Seth Rollins at Backlash. Um, nobody really knows how this match makes any sense. It doesn't end at all because they're not rivaling each other. Uh, but I guess this is a match they're having at Backlash. Um you're going to have to have this start up pretty quickly if they're going to fight each other. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't make any sense for Omos. It doesn't make a lot of sense for Rollins. But apparently there's a match that's going to happen in about two weeks. So, you know, what, what can you tell you? Um, another thing we learned during the week is Trish was the one that attacked Alita. She just wanted to prove she had a speech this week for a promo. She went... She went in the ring and basically said she's the greatest of all time. She doesn't need Becky Lynch. You know, one of those generic uh, heel-type promos. Uh, It's very good um, that she came out and did this. And it looks like she's going to want to get a couple matches under her belt. I don't know for long term how many matches you're going to get out of her if you draft for fantasy. I mean, I know it kind of hurts that she was in in a title match and she dropped the title. But... Uh, as a singles wrestler, you're only going to get probably four or five matches out of her. Uh, and probably for the bigger pay-per-views, I can't really see her racking up a lot of wins on Raw or SmackDown, wherever she goes. Probably on Raw. But, you know, if she wants to come out and do some promos, good for her. But I can't see really having a long-term effect for fantasy for her being um, at least able to fight a couple matches. And the number one thing we learned during the week is that the first half of the WWE Draft is going to be this week on SmackDown. Um, they said that every wrestler is going to be uh, available. Uh, this is a good uh, indication for what kind of direction you want to go for some of the characters and some of the wrestlers going forward for what direction they want to go for. Um, most of the new storylines that will that will be affected by the draft won't go probably into effect until after Backlash. But it's nice to know where wrestlers are going to be on what show. Um, I can't guarantee you, but I, I want to do a draft, uh, fantasy wrestling take of the draft, uh, beginning probably Wednesday or Thursday of next week after Raw gets done. But all you have to worry about this week is SmackDown. There's actually a lot of stuff on SmackDown. I'll talk about SmackDown later. But there's a lot of stuff going on. But the draft is actually the biggest thing in terms of fantasy just because you want to know where the wrestlers are going to be positioned for each show. Um, so now let's get into the fantasy studs of the week. These are wrestlers that had a good week in terms of fantasy points. Um, it's pretty much the same guys every week because the same guys win every week. But 
what can you say? I'm going to tell you who I think had the three best uh, points for uh, fantasy in our top fantasy studs of the week. Uh, number three is Solo. Solo's always on this list. You can't argue with Solo. Uh, he went 2-0 for the week. He beat Ray on Monday Night Raw. And then he beat um, Riddle in a no-DQ match on SmackDown. Listen, Solo Solo is a top and end of round one fantasy draft pick. I mean, there's no reason why you want to take Riddle if you, uh, you don't want to take Solo. Uh, where he's going to go, this is my, pers- my, my what I think is going to happen is where I think he's going to go, he's going to follow the Usos. That's what I think is going to happen. I can't guarantee it, but he doesn't have enough mic time or he doesn't do enough promos by himself. He has to have a mouthpiece with him. So wherever he goes on SmackDown, he's either got to be with Paul Heyman or he has to be with the Usos. Um, you wouldn't say about Solo. He's just he's guaranteed to win every week. Uh, the number two fantasy stud of the week is uh, Raquel Rodriguez and uh, Liv Morgan. They successfully defended the women's tag title against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. They weren't going to lose this match. It actually took a little longer, I thought. But, um, you know, what do you want me to tell you? They won. They weren't going to lose. It's an easy win for fantasy points. And the number one fantasy stud of the week and the reason why I have this at number one, I'll talk about that, is I have Gunther beating uh, Xavier Woods for the IC title. I have this for the uh, number one fantasy stud of the week just because Gunther, uh, the quality of opponent, and also if you looked at la- if you have listened to last week's podcast, I'll talk about the Xavier Woods singles winning streak he was on. It was actually longer than Roman Reigns. So as much as you might have thought Xavier Woods wasn't a quality opponent, he actually was. Uh, but Guther beat him. Guther is just unstoppable. You, as much as people love Roman Reigns, Guther's value in fantasy is a lot more than Roman Reigns' is. Just because he defends down more often. Um, he goes against number one contenders. He goes, he goes against quality opponents. He doesn't need the TV time like Roman does. It's just Guther just wrecking everybody. And that's what he does. If you have a fantasy draft coming up soon, I would have Guther number one over Roman Reigns. Actually, I wouldn't have Roman Reigns number two, but that's a different story. But Guther should be your number one pick in any fantasy league anytime coming soon. On the opposite spend of the spectrum, um, these are the top three fantasy does of the week. These are wrestlers that had a bad week. Uh, they might not have to do with matches, but other information or just kind of quality opponents or just, you know, something like that. Uh, number three is Seth Rollins. Listen. I only have him at number three because he's fighting Omos and he's in no-win situation. He's fighting Omos at Backlash and he's in a no-win situation. If he wins this match, he's supposed to win it. If he loses, he loses to somebody that uh, Omos's move set is very limited and he's not very good in the ring. Um, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Omos right now. I'm talking about Rollins. Um, yeah, Rollins is a no one's. He should be fighting for titles. He should be fighting people that have longer matches with him. Omos is just, just, there's no wins, no possible win situation for Rollins for being in this match. I don't know if it's punishment for something, but it's just, it's not good for Rollins if you have him for fantasy. Uh, number two fantasy dud of the week is uh, Rey Mysterio. He went 0 for 2 for the week. Uh, one, uh, he lost on Monday Night Raw to Solo, and then he lost on SmackDown. With Santos Escobar taking on Baylor and Damian Priest, Rey Mysterio has to get some wins under his belt. He has to get some kind of momentum going. He does not. Um, 
It, it's just that this LWO thing, him ganging over Santos Escobar, is not working out. He he, he just have to do he just has to do something different. I know it's been rivaling forever with Judgment Day, but they got to put an end to it. Put them on separate shows, do something different. But Ray's racking up some losses, but he is not racking up as many losses as Santos Escobar. Now listen, he is my, Santos Escobar is my number one fantasy dud of the week. He can my he give me my fantasy uh, dud of every week he wrestles. He does not win at all. I keep saying this. He has to beat somebody. He cannot beat anybody. He is. Um, he has one win since January 6th, and he's 0-10 in all matches since then. Listen, if you have credibility for wrestling, you have to be somebody every once in a while. Um, listen, you could say that, oh, Gable and Otis don't have credibility. Yeah, but they're former tag team champions. They Gable fights every week. Otis fights about every other week. They're workhorses. Escobar fights every other week, and he still loses, man. He, I This LWO thing is a waste of time. I know they're selling merchandise, but it's just a waste of time for his character. They have to turn him heel. I don't know why they're even having to be a face. It makes no sense at all. Maybe to balance out the Judgment Day Rey Mysterio thing, but it's not working for Escobar. I stay away from him. I There's, there's no point even drafting him until he, he turns heel. He has no value for fantasy. Just stay away from him. Sorry, I was ranting about Santos Escobar. I'm a, he's in this the carrying cross story. Guys to stay away from, but... Um, I stay away from those two guys, but Santos Escobar especially. Okay, as for my predictions for last week, um, sorry about this, I got a little rant. Um, I said to start Dominic. I thought he was going to fight somebody from the LWO. Apparently that didn't happen. Dominic did not have a match. The the two jobbers, sideline guys from Sant, um, from the LWO, they didn't fight either, so there's nothing that happened for Dominic. Um, I said to start Austin Theory. He was going to fight Lashley this week. Um, I thought that Bronson Reed was going to interfere and cost um, Lashley the match. Actually, it was he attacked Lashley, so Lashley won by DQ. Um, so Theory actually lost the match. So I was actually wrong on that technicality. So Austin Theory actually did lose the match by DQ. Um, I said to set Riddle. He's fighting solo. Um, he lost to Solo on uh, last week's SmackDown in a no-DQ match, so I was correct on that pick. And I said to sit uh, Trish Stratus. I said she's not going to have a match. She's probably going to do a promo, you know, saying why why she um, turned heel, and that was correct on that. So Dominic, he had no match. Uh, Theory, I was actually wrong in that pick. Riddle, I was right with the loss. And Trish, I was right by not having a match. So I would say my picks are pretty correct. Theory, I got, by technicality, I got that pick wrong, but, you know, I had the right idea what was going to happen. As for this week's starts and sits, um, I'm going to start Seth Rollins. If he's going to start a ride with Omos, he has to beat somebody. I don't know who he's going to beat, and I think Omos can come in the ring and challenge him, which makes no sense at all, but I think Seth Rollins is going to beat somebody. I don't know who it is. Um, I'm also going to start Bronson Reed. Um, he's going to get thrown into the um, Austin Theory and um, Bobby Lashley match at Backlash, make it a triple threat to make this a credible opponent for both those two guys. Bronson Reed's got to get another win this week. I don't know who he's going to face, but I'm expecting him to win um, either by DQ, by Riley Lashley screwing him over or whatever, but I'm expecting Bronson Reed to get a win. As for sits, I'm going to sit the Viking Raiders. They've lost this week to uh, Ricochet and Strowman. I think that rivalry is over now. So I don't expect them to have a match on SmackDown. 
SmackDown is going to kind of fill up right now. So I think they're going to have the week off. So I don't expect them to have a match. And I'm exp- and I'm sitting carrying Cross. Uh, there's two reasons why I'm sitting carrying Cross. Um, one, somehow, I whoever thought of this is way out of their mind. They thought it'd be a good idea to have Nakamura. Nakamura just came back. You think Nakamura is going to lose a carrying cross? No, that makes no sense. And two, I don't take, I don't start carrying cross until he actually starts two matches at two weeks in a row. I don't touch carrying cross. He's in the same boat as Santos Escobar. He can't win anything when it matters. So stay away from carrying cross. So I'm going to sit um, carrying cross. So my starts are Rollins and Reed. Sit is going to be the Viking Raiders and carrying cross. Um, as for the fantasy wrestling stat of the week. Um, ooh, Sorry about with his win on SmackDown this week just ended. Baylor is now seven and one in his last eight tag team matches. The one loss he has was a missed mixed tag match. I can't even talk with Rhea Ripley. <coughs> if you do not count that match, he is seven and zero oh in his last seven normal tag team matches, not six man tag, just you know two on two. Um, the last time he actually lost a tag team match. Straight up was all the way back in September at Clash of the Castles. So, whether he's with Dominic or uh, Damian Priest, it looks like Finn Balor is racking up some nice tag team wins. And as much as you want to think of Finn Balor as a singles wrestler, um, him being with Priest and Dominic, he's winning enough tag team matches where you should actually might want to think about him where he might get thrown into the tag team division with Priest. Um, <coughs> He would be a good tag team. He'd be a good person to have because people have low expectations from singles. But if he's in a tag team with Priest or Dominic, you could probably get him higher than what you. He, he's worth more as a tag team than a singles wrestler right now. Um, other things you should try to t- pay attention to this week: uh, you're having the Usos t- fight the uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens tag team for the tag titles. This is what we like to call a pickup match. I'm staying away from this match just because Paul Heyman basically put his you got the Usos on blast. They have to win the match. And Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens can't take their tag titles to Saudi Arabia um, for the for the next pay-per-view after Backlash. So I have no idea where they're going to go with this. I'm not touching this much. It doesn't really matter for fantasy-wise where you go with this because all four of those wrestlers are still going to get taken to fantasy. They're still going to get their points. Um, if the Usos win it back, they'll probably be transition champions. If uh, Owens and Zayn retain, they're probably not going to fight the next pay-per-view after Backlash, defending the titles. So that's kind of what you're looking at for either one wins. Uh, also, like I said, the four of the draft starts on SmackDown, so be prepared for any craziness for that. I'm um, expecting some NXT guys to get drafted. I'm expecting Braun Breaker to get drafted. Um, Cora Jade get expect get drafted. She's probably going to be the highest female from NXT to get drafted. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember, if you're going to ask me any fantasy wrestling questions, you can hit me up at Mike at Real Wintry. That's my Twitter account. Uh, thank you for listening, and you can listen to the old podcasts, see how good my predictions were, and see how bad some of them were off of my predictions. And uh, just remember, you can't spell Wintry without W-I-N. Thank you for listening, and uh, get ready for the draft. Thank you for listening. Bye.